Legends once told of a podcast lost now in the sea of time. These ancient recordings spoke of games and the arcane art of HTML5. Today, Jeff Blair and Matt Hackett bring these words back to life. It is lost cast, and may your ears receive it. Welcome to Lost Cast, episode 35. I'm Matt Hackett. I'm Jeff Blair. We've got a lot going on. This is one of our busiest weeks in LDG history. This is one of our busiest months in LDG history. Yeah, that's true, because the Kickstarter's been going on for, what, 18 days now? And, uh... 17 days. California Stream Demo. Yep. More demos coming up. And the reason, so th- so this week is crazy busy because uh, like last night and kind of today, we're launching this challenge a friend feature, and we'll talk about that. Um, we're doing uh, actually today. I'm heading up to El Cerrito. We're going to meet at your place with our demo equipment, and then we're going to head to San Francisco to kind of scope out Casual Connects, kind of get our badges, find our table where our demo is going to be, and and that kind of stuff. And then tomorrow, we're demoing all day. It's like a 9 to 5 type thing. Um, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday will be at Indie Prize Showcase. Um, I, during I printed Casual out Connect. a map already. Oh, yeah, that map. That's good. It's, it's huge. I had no idea Casual Connect was so giant. I know. It takes place... Uh, or Actually, I'm kind of confused because like, I know GDC is in the um, Moscone Center. This is and an I o- thought that casual connect was too right i think it is too i think this is just it's in the golden gate ballroom of moscone center oh i see okay i was gonna say because i know that we're in like the hotel area or something I got yeah demos. not really sure what's going on but it looks like we're our, our table is in a janitor closet <laughs> awesome <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just kidding it's actually come just... check out our game and we'll clean we'll clean you as well <laughs> that's kind of creepy it is. Uh, so we're also going to talk about, we added a reward tier to the Kickstarter. We added uh, Humble Store widgets. Um, let's see, I already mentioned the Challenger Friend feature. And then, uh, let's see, people are, yeah, okay, great. So let's start with, uh, oh, and, and yeah, I forgot about this. We were also recently on an episode of Darkcast, which is the podcast of a gaming website called Darkstation. And uh, they were they posted that Friday, and it was uh, me and you and uh, two of their guys, and we had a, a lot of fun for about an hour chatting it up about uh, primarily about Krypton, but also about just some gaming stuff in general. It was it was a really good time. It was. I think we actually mentioned it on a previous Lost Cast, but it wasn't published until recently. That's right. Yeah, we had already recorded it when we recorded Lost Cast thirty four, the previous one, but uh, it wasn't published yet, and now it is. So as of if, if you hear these words, you can go listen to a uh, Dark Cast. <laughs> It's like a bonus Lost Cast. Right. <laughs> it's it's like Lost Cast 34B. <laughs> right. The Lost. Yeah, it was Lost a lot of fun cast. though. Those guys were were cool. So. Yeah, it was. It was really good times. I was actually interested in what they were using to record because the recording came out pretty well, all things considered. I was wondering yeah. what, how he was recording. Uh, yeah. All four of us. You're saying you think we have a bad setup, Jeff? Is that what you're saying? No, I think our you setup is awesome. Know. I think our setup is better actually, but I was just curious because. I don't know. It's like since we podcast now, I like. It's like how you when you make games and you see other games, oh, yeah. you're like, how do they? You're, how do they do that effect? And yeah. you want to see the kitchen. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I get now, that. whenever I'm like, I wonder what they're using to record this podcast. I wonder if they have mics and like whatever else, you know. Yeah. You know, it's funny when uh, uh, Brett, my buddy at Capcom, was first uh, starting VG Empire, which is a podcast I've been on a few times. Um, 
he was just talking about how he's like, I'm just going to talk at my computer and record the audio from there and whatever. And I was like, eh, that's going to sound so bad, you know? <laughs> uh, it actually sounded decent. I mean, it doesn't really matter all that much. And then um, later, uh, they got like this really sweet setup with like really pro mics and uh, mm-hmm. it's since come a long way. We well, kind of yeah. humble beginnings, right? Humble beginnings, yeah. Well, you got to start somewhere. And honestly, like, just uh, what is that? Audacity is is free, and you can record audio. And like, you can just record. Like most laptops these days have microphones. Like, just just do it. It's fun. I've had actually pretty good success just using this like headset mic and GarageBand. And you bought that for World of Warcraft, didn't you? The headset. No. <laughs> Maybe. Addict. <laughs> Addict, that's one of your it's like, it's like your uh, scar equivalent like if you were, used to be a junkie Matt, <laughs> your, your leftover headset <laughs> when you're trying to coordinate a 25 to 40 person raid group it's you need, true you need microphones you you were like you were like 5% tech support <laughs> 95% gamer but <laughs> uh, I hate anyway. sometimes uh, so let's do a Kickstarter update because this is our this is our big project right now and we're really excited about it. Um, so we have four thousand five hundred and seventy seven dollars as of this reading. That is ninety one percent of our five k goal. We have one hundred and seventy nine backers and there's thirteen days left. Wait, four thousand six hundred and two, Matt. What? Yes, that's awesome. <laughs> let's see. Someone pledged while you were reading this. Should the frog just jump down your throat? <laughs> yes, yes, it did. <laughs> wow, that sounded awful. It did. Someone pledged while you were reading it. I got possessed by a lich. That's while, too uh, funny. Uh, well, awesome. Hey, thanks for that. Yeah. Oh, that that put uh, us up to ninety-two percent. We're so close. I'm so excited. Ninety-two percent feels like we're basically there, right? Uh, I, I was actually. I read a. Um, I've been kind of freaking out recently, and I'll talk about that in a second, but uh, I read an article, um, and our buddy Nick, um, uh, Nutcase Nightmare, <laughs> on Twitter, yes. he, he was he, he's had a couple of different uh, successful crowdfunding Is your house efforts on fire? going. Yeah, I'm, I apologize. You know, someday <laughs> we'll have an office, but in the meantime, I, <laughs> I'm like a volunteer firefighter, practically. I mean, based on the sounds, you'd think. Right. Anyway, sorry. Um, so, crowdfunding efforts, or campaigns in general have an uptick like at the beginning obviously because you launch but then also another one near the end because um well a lot of different reasons one is like it's a reason to be noisy and people are just kind of generally more forgiving if you're noisy about that and, and you've like also got a, people who like oh go ahead well, it's like a last minute thing right it's like the, yeah. the kickstarter is ending this is your last chance to get these rewards at this price and otherwise you know who knows exactly yeah so there's there's like two different types of people who don't pledge at first that'll kind of they'll find a project and kind of be like Oh, you know, I don't. I'm not gonna get invested in this because I've seen two. Like, I, let's say I've uh, I've pledged to like a dozen other projects and they all failed. So like, I'm not gonna care. But once it gets funded, I'll come back and fund it because like at that point, it's it's the same thing as a pre-order. Whereas before the game gets funded, it's kind of like a crap shot. You're like, yeah, you know, if it gets funded, I'll give you some money. But you know, you might never get the game. Right. Um. So yeah, some people kind of wait, and then uh, other people just you know they procrastinate, like everybody does, and they put it off, they put it off, and then that's when you see like the last day, and they're like, oh, okay, I I need to do this. I've been meaning to do this. I'm gonna do it. Right. That kind of thing. So uh, that's great. It looks like uh you know hopefully we'll have our uptick as well, and I'm sure that will put us over the the milestone. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, so the reason I've been so nervous is like I'll. I'll post these graphs uh eventually like uh, we're gonna do a post-mortem uh when the kickstarter is over but 
<laughs> the graph that Kickstarter provides you with, I've been posting pictures of it like on my Twitter and stuff, but it's it's smartly built because like it builds over time, right? They don't show you any like daily averages or daily numbers or anything like that. And I think the reason that is is because the daily numbers can be quite unnerving. Like we started off really strong and we had, uh, there was something like 30 people on day one pledged something like $1,800 and it was a, cr- it was a crazy good first day, right? Mm-hmm. And... I don't know how, like, you know, a campaign like this works, like how gain, like earning money and gathering money works. So it's like, I didn't really have a good comprehension that it would, it would start off strong and then taper off almost completely. And we'd have a couple of days where we're like, we're making like two bucks or something. And it looks like the campaign is just dead, (laughs) you know? And then like the next couple of days you'll see, oh, like 10 new people found it and you get 10 more pledges and, and like you starting to feel like you're back on track. It largely depends on how much press you get, right? I think that almost all campaigns have an uptick in the beginning, probably, where it's yeah, like probably. your personal network, your friends and family, and your like close uh, friends and, and your biggest fans, they all contribute right at the beginning because they want to support you. And then at that point, then you're on your own in terms of like getting the word out to people outside your network. Right, yeah. And so if um, you get on great websites with lots of press coverage, then maybe it keeps going up from there. You never know. If you're Tim yeah. Schaefer, as we discussed on, on Darkcast. <laughs> on Darkcast, yeah. Yeah, uh, big props, uh, by the way, to uh, Joe Huckabee, obviously, and um, Rich Davey of Photon Storm, because they, uh, they came out and supported us uh, on day one, and it was it was super awesome. That was great. Well, it was a number of people that supported us on day one, not oh, just Oh, yeah, I, I should. Yeah, we should we should get a... Because a, a bunch of our uh, friends and uh, people in our circles and uh, just, just some awesome fans have really been supporting us, so... Um, once once things calm down and we're not so overwhelmed with our day-to-day tasks, I really want to put together um, a list and just give some people some shout-outs. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, it's really appreciated. Thanks a lot, everybody. Yep. Thank you very much. So, let's see. That's the Kickstarter update. Oh, we added a, a new reward tier. So, we got some feedback that uh, some people wanted more than just the game. Like, they want to, you know, put something in the game, perhaps. But the $100 uh, tier for me to draw a picture of you and put it on a painting in the gallery um, was a little bit too high. So we have that amount. We made a $50 tier, uh, which I've, I've been really pleased with the sales of so far. And uh, for that one, there's going to be a cemetery or in, in the cemetery dungeon, there's going to be a random room. That's got like a bunch of tombstones on a grid. And for $50, you can put pretty much whatever you want on that tombstone or just on a random tombstone in that room. As long as it's not obscene. Probably. Yeah, no, like, uh, I don't want to see anything like, you know, mywebsite.com, because it's like, uh, let's keep it on theme here, people, you know, like, some kind of a clever rhyme would be cool, or like, Just totally work funny. someone's name in there. Yeah, like, here, here lies Matt Hackett. He was something. Yeah, like, he, yeah. he was a to- toy and game maker, like, some, something on theme would be totally appropriate. And, yeah, uh, yeah. But personalized. I was, yeah, exactly. I was telling uh, you about this last week, I think, but one of my favorite games ever is uh, it's a Dungeons and Dragon Dungeons and Dragons game for Sega Genesis called Warriors of the Eternal Sun. Man, yeah, what a mouthful you, that game is! You always talk about that game. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, it's it, I I can't believe how many times I've gone back and played it. It's it's like it's like on par with um maybe not Zelda three, but probably closer to like final fantasy 6 which i mean i've got a freaking tattoo in my arm i love that game you know and I, i've probably played both those games a comparable amount of times um it's so it's so cool because it's like it's got dungeons and dragons rule sets and it's got you know 
cool things like um, plus one swords and plus three axes and fun stuff like that. It's got a weird like perspective when you walk around the overworld, but when you go into dungeons, it's all first person, yeah. which is really interesting to me. That's great. Uh, it was reminded um, me of a game I used to play on PC, like, I don't know, like 486 days. Was that that one you sent uh, screenshots of? To no, me? well, you, I did play it uh, on the 486 as well. That was a, a game called Ancients the Death Watch, which was kind of a first-person yeah, yeah, yeah. dungeon crawler too, but that one wasn't all that good. It was just I had a lot of nostalgia for that game um, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> you start in the sewers. I don't know why. We were talking about sewer levels and, like, it just popped into my head, but oh, it, we were talking about. Um, it was on Darkcast. They they asked us, um, uh, what what are some of our least favorite gaming cliches? Is what it was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we were talking like uh, your 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 least favorite cliche was uh, when you start in prison in a game. Right. <laughs> awesome. It's like but I yeah. think I think it's one of the reasons I couldn't get into Oblivion. It's weird though because it's kind of hit or miss, right? Because I I really liked. Um, Dark Souls. I mean, Dark Souls has other issues, but like in general, I like Dark Souls the game, and I, right. I I put like probably twenty hours into the game. So I mean, I must have liked it to some degree. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't finish it because of you know all the things that I think is wrong with it. But uh, you start in you prison quit. in that game as well. You couldn't finish it because you're a quitter. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I was gonna say there's this trilogy of games I really want to go back and play uh, for the PC, and they were TSR D and D games. Probably nice. very similar to Warriors of the Eternal Sun, but it was um, probably yeah. Curse of the Azure Bonds, Secret of the Silver Blades, and then uh, Pools. It's the base of the Pools of Radiant series. Pools of Radiant, yeah. Wait, were, were those the Dragonlance ones? Mm. I thought Pool of Radiance was the Dragonlance one. It could be, yeah. I, I was a huge fan of those books. Chronicles yeah. and Legends and Race of the Magir. If you've that. never played those games, they're really, really fun. Yeah, I'd like to go back and play those too. Yeah, the fun um, thing about those games is they're first-person dungeon crawlers, but when you go into battle, they're like turn-based, oh, like yeah. Shining Force style, right? Where you're like moving yeah, units so around good. the grid. Yeah, it's great. Oh, we got to make a game like that someday. Maybe it'll play like Lava Blade, the battles will, but the overworld is a first-person dungeon. Ooh. Yeah, I love those kind of games. Anyways. Um, yeah, so <laughs> coming coming way back to uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Warriors of the Eternal Sun, the biggest <laughs> game name in history. Not really, but um, yeah, so there in the first town that you started in, there was a, um, a little cemetery in the corner, and uh, the game developers had all these uh, fun little things they put on the, the tombstones. I actually found, uh, no one's going to care, but <laughs> I found a website that has those on there, so I'll... Uh, that, th- these are the kind of things that we, I think we want to put in there. It's just like, um, like we're going to fill in some of the blanks that, you know, if we don't sell out of the, um, the tombstone labeling, uh, rewards and yep. that'll be pretty fun. Like stuff like rhymes and maybe some, like some tips, like some, it's like, here's a secret about this boss or something like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Eastmost Peninsula is the secret. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I love those. <laughs> love it. Love I've it. actually created the room already. It exists in the game. And there's all kinds of tombstones oh, yeah. in there, and I'm just waiting to put text on them now. Right, yeah. <laughs> waiting and eager for pledges. That's right. <laughs> um, so you also did uh, this last week. You added Humble Store widgets. Yes. So and what that allows us to do is accept uh, pretty much any payment method, uh, because Kickstarter only supports Amazon payments right Except now. for Bitcoin, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Someone let us know uh, <laughs> a response to our newsletter that uh, any payments method is uh pro- perhaps a little too strong because uh no it doesn't support bitcoin that you also cool. can't pay with uh with jars of jelly 
No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I could actually we, we, we see humble, humble supporting Bitcoin at some point in the near future. I mean, I, I don't... could see that too. Yeah, they're very, they're very savvy. I, I could, I could see that. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I don't know if they have it in the works or not, but I would not be surprised if they came out with it one day. We actually had one person um, with a different type of currency who was, uh, he was interested in doing some translations for oh, Kickstarter, yeah. and uh, it was kind of a barter thing. He was like, you know, I know you guys are, I mean, if it wasn't, you know, you, you have the Kickstarter, so obviously you're not exactly flush with cash, so he was like, you know, maybe we could work something out where I get a higher reward tier or something, and uh, that sounds fine. Like, I'm I'm totally up for bartering. Like, I, yeah. I don't have cash, so <laughs> I have time. <laughs> take I can this, spend time on things. Take this uh, ear of corn. Yeah, exactly. Troubles. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you don't have or don't want to use Kickstarter and uh, Amazon Payments, you now can uh, pre-order Crypt Run, or you can buy the uh, the weekly alpha package for uh, for twenty five bucks on uh, cryptrun.com slash buy, and uh, yeah, it uses Humble Store widgets, which. Humble Store is might might be a little new to you, but uh, you've probably heard of Humble Bundle if you're listening to Lost Cast, and it's the same guys. Uh, they just basically have a different service that lets uh, indie game developers like us sell sell their stuff. It's so. great too because it's like it's very modern. Uh, we were kind of using BMT Micro before, and that was like it felt like a very legacy kind of crufty system. It did, yeah. It um, felt like a like a bandage placed over a wound. <laughs> yes. So Humble Store <laughs> has been great so far. Um, Actually, what our plan is, is that once the Kickstarter ends, we're going to issue Humble Store keys uh, to all of the backers. Right. And that's how you'll be getting builds and and updates and stuff is through the Humble Store. And that's great because all you need is an email address. We don't have to worry about, like, anything, really. And the the service is super awesome. Right. And then, you know, the builds are on there. It's very reliable. You can always get it. You can get um, a build for any platform that you want. It's all Mm DRM-free. So you get one key and you get Windows, Mac, and whatever other uh, platforms we put up there. Right. So that's super awesome. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, so we launched kind of last night, and we're going to continue today. So this is uh, our challenge a friend feature, which is pretty interesting. And th- you did pretty much all the work on this, so why don't you explain it a little bit? So. Uh, we have these procedurally generated dungeons, which we've probably talked about, and I mean it's pretty, pretty well understood at this point, hopefully. But just for the sake of uh, discussion, I'll just tell you a little bit about it. But every time you play Crypt Run, um, the dungeons are generated in a different way, and so there's a couple steps to that. One is uh, the layout of the dungeon is different every time, and so for the cemetery right now, it's a four by four grid of rooms, and every time the game is generated or the dungeon is generated, there's a different path through those sixteen rooms. Right. And uh, so the start and the end and then the shop, they're all different places. Um, yep. And then within each room, um, there's a random generation of enemies, treasure, traps, etc., chests. And so every time you play, it's different, which we think is really awesome because we love those kind of games. Yeah. Um, but the, diff- the hard part with that is that it makes it really hard to compare yourself against someone else because, you know, you could get a werewolf room right off the bat and like that ends your run. And how do you know how well you did? You know, compared to someone who didn't get a werewolf room at all. Right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Like in Spelunky, it's it's really hard to see who's. You you have to look at like your your achievements and your experience over time. It's hard to be like, you know, if I put you in this one randomly generated room, how are you going to do? And how would I have done in the same room? Right. So um, our generation wasn't deterministic before, 
Um, no, it was just purely random. It would just always pick random, completely random numbers for everything it needed. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, yeah. there was a little bit of a distribution going on there um, with regards to like filling up the rooms with enemies. So actually, this is a topic that I, I really like to think about, uh, kind of distribution versus pure randomization. Yeah. Um, and it has different implications on different pieces of the game. Like, uh, the room layout is purely random. Right. And the enemy enemies are uniformly distributed, but randomly placed. And you refer sense. to that usually as your bags of data. Is bags of data, right? I, I think yeah. of it as like you have a, a bag of game pieces. Like I like to think like, of like uh, Scrabble. Yeah, like Scrabble, right? And so every time you need a monster, so think of, of a bag of monsters, right? And if you want one percent werewolves, you put one werewolf in a bag of a hundred monsters, and you put twenty zombies, and you put twenty owls, and you put you know however many out of a hundred you want in this bag. It's and kind then, of the same thing, really, as a uh, just a deck of cards used in a, either a card game or a board game, where yeah, like exactly. you shuffle the cards, you put them down there, and say in a dungeon crawler game, it'll be like, oh, you stepped on a trap, so pull from the trap card. Yep. Uh, the track deck trap deck i mean so then you pull the card and it's like oh you fell on a pit took one damage and you pull the next card and it's like oh it was a boulder but you dodged it and it's like what what, in, what that what that does is the benefit of having a distribution instead of randomization is with with distribution you know that there's only one say death card in there right. instead of like with with a purely random scenario it might be just a deck full of death cards <laughs> and, it could be, and the yeah. player's just like this game sucks <laughs> you just do nothing but die all the time so in our case if it was purely random you could get all werewolves throughout the entire dungeon. Every single monster could be a werewolf, right? And they're, like, really hard compared to the other monsters. Right, yeah, yeah. I'm using them as an example because they're, like, our highest tier monster. Yeah, pretty much right now. Conversely, you could get a, um, a dungeon that's completely zombies. Which are the I easiest mean, monster. It's pretty unlikely that that would happen, but you can fall anywhere along that scale and it makes the game harder or easier, right? Depending on right, your yeah. random luck. So distribution right. kind of solves that in the sense that out of 100 monsters, you know that one of them is going to be a werewolf, 20 of them are going to be zombies, and they're kind of randomly placed around the world. Right, exactly. Anyways, that's <laughs> kind of not material to uh, to the Challenge of Friend feature well, necessarily. But yeah, but understanding that is a, is a good place to understand why this Challenge of Friend feature is interesting. Right. So um, what I did is, um, on a whim, uh, I decided to make our dungeon generation deterministic and seeded using... A pseudo-random number generator um, right. instead of just... I mean, technically, the math.random in JavaScript is pseudo-random anyway, um, yeah. but it's not consistently seeded in a way right. that um, we can really use. And so, JavaScript doesn't give you the tools with which to do that. There's no like equivalent of, say, in... Um, I don't know. I don't know what language, but like math.seed, where you can just give it a number. Right, that yeah. doesn't exist in JavaScript. So I had to write my own quick and dirty pseudo-random number generator which uh, is actually pretty easy. Um, there's like a very simple linear function that you can that you can run that actually generates, um, you know, pseudo-random data. Um, right. It's definitely not something you'd want to use for like cryptographic purposes or anything because it's kind of weak uh, in general. But um, for the purposes of our game, it actually works really well because it's simple and it's fast and it's randomly and generated enough that it works really well for our purposes because we're not looking for something that's like, you know, cryptographically like it, strong or anything. Any patterns that emerge will be like buried behind this layer of different types of entities and like it exposes itself in different ways. Like if you took that, ran, that random number generator and you laid it out, it might start to look something like a, um, uh, oh, what are those called? 
um, a fractal, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. But uh, with uh, with the way that we utilize it is like we we hide that pattern um, beneath like a whole bunch of different variables. Well, there's like the dungeon layout and the monsters positioning and the monsters. What, which monsters they are and the treasure in the room and which rooms are where in the dungeon and so on and so forth. So right. there's kind of a lot of uh, obscuring of the actual sequence of random numbers. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyways, the, the cool thing about that is that at that point, um, we were able to have basically a seeded dungeon where I could give the random number generator any seed and it would generate the exact same dungeon every time. And so right. that was kind of the first step. And then... Um, by default, the game just chooses a random seed right off the bat. So you still get, you know, by default, you still get a random dungeon that you've never seen before. Right. Every time you play. Um, but the nice thing is now we have this seed value that we can send to other players, essentially, uh, via a URL. So when mm -hmm. your game is over, uh, we just cache the seed value from your particular dungeon, and we can encode that into a URL. And we give you this URL that you can send to your friends via email or Twitter or whatever. Uh, and then when they click on that link, they go uh, to the Krypton Alpha, and the request variable in the URL basically tells the dungeon generator that, hey, I want to generate a dungeon using this seed. And since it's deterministic, it generates the exact same dungeon that you just played. And then they can mm -hmm. play it, and then they can see exactly how well they did given the exact same scenario that you just played. Right. And so, like, at the end, when you get the game over screen, it'll compare your two scores. It'll be like, uh, I think we only have three metrics right now, but it's like the number of rooms that you crawled, the number of monsters you killed, and the amount of treasure you collected. Right. And so those aren't probably going to be the final metrics in, in terms of comparing your score in the game, but it's what we have right now. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's total uh, ways right now to make that pretty lame. You can, like... You know, if you're going for number of monsters killed, you just make sure to explore every room that you can. You like step over every every grave multiple times to spawn zombies and try to get all the money you can out of them. And like, it doesn't. It, it's less skill and more like who can kind of grind the best right now. But it's it's a pretty good uh, start anyway. And we'll start to introduce um, better metrics and like eventually it might be like you can compare who's fastest. You can compare who took the least amount of damage, who right. had the best accuracy with their weapons, like all kinds of cool stuff like that. Uh, so this is really just the beginning. Just like just like death. Just like this, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, that'll be a lot of fun. So um, totally. the, the feature is kind of like ready to go, and now we just need to kind of tune the metrics so that they're really interesting and stuff. But I think it's really fun right now to, to challenge each other and, and see who's better or, you know, who wins. Right. Yeah, we need to actually uh, do that because that's fun. <laughs> we haven't actually like, you know, I sent you a legitimate challenge and then we actually compare legitimately. <laughs> We've just been like testing it a lot. Yeah. But. Well, I think we're both pretty good at the game and it's, I, I think. Yes, that Jeff, if, but who's better? Um, who's better at Crypt Run? That's what I want to know. <laughs> probably me. I'd say right now it has to be you because you've been doing all of this uh, <laughs> custom behavior boss work that you know intimately and i've i've only barely glanced at you know it's true yes so if you're not better than me come on something's wrong <laughs> yeah we'll find out it'll be fun we should do uh we'll record like a head-to-head -head challenge i think we want to do a video yeah. where it's like uh split screen where like i'm playing my dungeon you're playing your dungeon you know it's the same yeah. dungeon but you know we're playing it you can see it at the same time i think that'd be a lot of fun yeah, we were going to do that for the Challenge of Friends uh, promo that that's, that we launched on our blog uh, just now, but 
the we really just wanted something short like i don't like making long videos because most people just want something succinct like it's a minute and a half right now just uh, it's called like how to challenge a friend in crypt run it's very just informational and you know tell me the information and get out of my face I think but good. it might be fun to do yeah that's, that's good to have and that's the most useful thing i think for an initial like burst of uh promotion or whatever but like i think the next step is for us to make it, it might be a pretty long video it might be like 30 minutes or more because like I, i'm what i'm picturing is first one of us plays through and maybe there's like a pip in the corner that shows a webcam and then mm-hmm. you know the primary screen is the the gameplay and then you know it's just you play through the game and then send the challenge and then yeah maybe it's maybe it compares to two screens next to each other that'd be kind of cool it would yeah and it's like commentary over it and stuff sounds like a fun yeah that does sound fun so hopefully it certainly won't be this week we're <laughs> way too busy this week that's true yeah but uh um, check out the feature it's live cryptron.lostigagames.com oh and it's so friends. easy to yeah like you don't have to do anything really you just go play it <laughs> and when when your game is over at the game over screen you've got a challenge url and there you go like if it's if you think you did pretty good send it to a friend see if they can beat you I like that because it's like this supplemental feature. It's not all in your face. You don't have to like, you get to the end and you're like, man, that was a great run. And you're like, oh, I forgot to set up a challenge. And like, you can't issue the challenge now. It's like, no, it's there if you want it. And if you don't want it, just ignore it. Go play again or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Good stuff. Yep. Whew. Man, what a busy week. I know. So I'm going to, let's see. Like we're gonna re- finish recording this, and then it's like it's. I need to start packing and getting ready because I'm gonna drive up to your place in El Cerrito next, and uh, yeah, I'll be staying with you for three nights, huh? All right. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. I heard. I heard the disdain in your voice. <laughs> I know. Are you ready for three three days of hardcore Matt? Uh, not not particularly. Matt, I'll open your face. You'll be like, man, what a what a long, like, you know, stressful but fun day that was at Casual Connect. Time to go home and get away from... Oh. Uh, it'll be like a, a three-day lost cast. Yeah. yeah. We'll just walk around with, uh, with blah, microphones. Blah, 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 Gabe's. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, so that'll be, that'll be fun. No, it'll be pretty cool. It'll be... Yeah. Um, the Casual Connect is, is going to be pretty fun. So that's kind of the next piece of news, right? Is that... Uh, I'm sure we've mentioned it before, but... We're going to be demoing our game at the Indie Pie Showcase at Casual Connect starting on Tuesday. Yep. Uh, and going on Wednesday and Thursday as well. So yeah. if you happen to be at Casual Connect, come by, say hi. We'll be there. I think, oh, Melissa made um, some more treats. She did? Yes. <laughs> what did she make? Same thing as last time. Bats and and uh, brownies, skull brownies. Oh, so good. Yes. That's awesome. So I'm Man, bring people those. love those. Yes. <laughs> People love those, and we learned how to distribute them the hard way. <laughs> we probably talked about that. We no, talked about sure. everything several times. Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let us know if we didn't tell you that story, because it's kind of funny. But if we did, <laughs> I will just shut up. <laughs> There have so, been people uh, who reach out to us and been like, you've told that story three times. Stop it. <laughs> and I'm yeah, like, no Sorry. more. We don't want to hear no it. More. But, um, yeah. We actually feel pretty prepared for this demo, I think, because of California Extreme. Like, uh, I think for California Extreme, we were sweating it quite a bit. But now, this time, we've been like, at least I've been like, oh, we got this. I'm, I'm not going to worry about it. So I'm sure that something will be horribly wrong because... Yeah, well, we're uh, we're scrutinizing our demo less because we we feel pretty confident. And, and so the reason we feel confident is because we really... <laughs> In, in typical LDG style, we just jumped into the deep end. Jumped into the deep end. We went from never having done a demo to doing a 
like pretty much a solid 48 hour demo with two setups. <laughs> right. Yes. And that, that was a really ambitious thing to do, but we pulled it off. So this demo is half the size. It's only one setup. It's only uh, eight hours a day. And it is for three days, which is longer. But um, well, the only part that was hard about the demo is that California Extreme was just the the long shifts. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I was getting, I was so cranky by the end of that two days. Oh yeah, dude. By about ten p.m., I was seriously just like, I just, I just don't care. I just want to pack it up and go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so tired. But then you hit like your second or third wind, and so by like by like one a.m., I was like, wee. Yeah. <laughs> but we won't have that problem here because uh, the. The, the showcase ends at five and we've got to pack our stuff up so right they're gonna kick us go. out so that'll be great yeah. kick you out at five go go have dinner and go to an after party or a after conference <laughs> that sounds <laughs> way less fun <laughs> Ooh, after conference it's a conference, conference call. party there it is yeah <laughs> that's the booty call for nerds it's a conference call <laughs> i mean conference crawl conference crawl oh yeah it's like a bar crawl after a conference right man Except all these your... new terms right. <laughs> oh what else we got um new shirts not that that's really all that interesting but yeah we use redbubble this time which is a site that it just kind of uh not even intentionally like you can go buy them now you can go buy a Lost Decade shirt. Like it, it's it's a service where you upload your graphics and everything. And like other services we've used is more like a you can build products yourself and ship them to yourself. You know. Right. But this one, it's like you upload your assets and everything, and then it's just available to buy. And then so we just use that to buy them. So if you want, you can buy you LTG can. shirts yeah, you could. through Redbubble. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes. We probably don't but get yeah. any kind of like royalties on those, do we? So it's not like yeah, cash we do. Oh, we do? Oh, that's Yeah, cool. we get 20%. And we can change that. Like, if, if people tell us that shirts are too expensive, we can lower that and we can get 10% or we can get 0% or whatever. Oh, interesting. That's I cool. think they're 20 or $25. But yeah, we get a small piece of that. So it, it does help a little bit. It's cool, too, because you can choose any color you want, right? So you, you pick yeah. the design that you want and then you can choose the color of shirt you want. So you're really not limited to what we like. Sorry. Yeah, you and I actually, uh, so we printed these Crypt Run shirts just kind of as promotional stuff for uh, for Casual Connect, and uh, you wanted a purple one. And I do think that one looks better overall, but the reason I chose baby blue is because I wear baby blue a lot. I, I know me. I would just never wear purple. I don't know. I would wear it for the demo, obviously, but on any other day, I'd be like, I just, I'm never in a purple mood. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but... But your octopus is purple on your arm, your Ultros. I know. I'm, I'm good on purple. I've got plenty of purple in my skin already so i don't that's true <laughs> i don't know to each zone sure I like yeah purple. that's super cool how you can pick the it's, color i like that it's a very dark purple too and it it looks really good with the crypto and lich logo which I it like complements the uh the yellow gold colors yeah, on the uh crypt run graphics yeah definitely So I'm going to play us out today with, uh, I hope he doesn't mind, Joshua Morris's, uh, one of his new songs from Waveform 4, which is coming out soon. I don't know when, but it's, I think it's ready. So he's, he's going to have a uh, listening party soon. And uh, yeah, as soon as I know, I'll obviously tweet it and stuff. But so yeah, Waveform 4, I also did the artwork for this one for the album. And uh, one of, oh, I can't believe how good this song is. It's called You Got Me. I just love it to death. 
I've listened to it like 15 times since <laughs> since you gave it to me. Oh uh, yeah, and hopefully he won't mind. But I'm gonna play you out with a new song um, from Waveform Four, and I'm in love with it. So. Stop pirating his music, Matt, and giving it away for free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, more from us soon. Thanks for listening. See you next week. One, two, three, L-D-G. L-D-G.